All right, guys, here we are, session two. I'm Corey Russell. Billy Humphrey. This is Gripped, awakening the grown in a, a generation, generation for revival and the return of the Lord. All right, we're back. <laughs> we're in season six, Holy Spirit, Ministry of the Spirit. Let's go. And we just want to, well, before we jump into this session, I don't know, Billy, talk to me about this new <laughs> shirt you got. All right, so... This season is our, we put out some merch. Yes. Now before you start judging, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take every bit of proceeds from these merch, whatever, articles, clothes. Everything that's coming bag. in. Bag. I think we got a bag. We'll show that to you. All that, anything that comes in from that, we're going to sew it right into missionaries. Right, right into missionaries in the prayer movement, prayer missions movement across the earth. But what they did was they they designed some stuff. Shout out to Destiny in Florida, yes, our designer. Thank you, you so much. And this says every revival begins with a groan, and that is a tiger and a rose. Yes. What's the prophetic significance <laughs> of the tiger and the rose? I'll tell you what it is. It's a lion's roar rooted in intimacy. Except for it's a tiger. Yes. <laughs> so it's a liger. It's of the lion family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we have no prophetic significance. They told us it was a really cool design. We checked it with some of y'all. Y'all loved it. So there it is. You get a tiger and a rose. But the message is the point. Every revival, revival begins, begins with, with a, a groan. groan. And that's what we want to see is a groan awakened in a generation. So we're going to be wearing... We're going to be wearing... Uh, all the merch this yeah. year. And so this whole season, whatever you see, you see on us, I'll probably be looking a little bit better in mine. And uh, <laughs> all right, we're getting out of control. Shop.grippedpodcast.com. Yes. Shop.grippedpodcast.com. All right, guys. Um, I want to jump into, I, I really want to begin to anchor what we're going after yeah. this season around around chapters in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And something that I'd love you to do, you were just sending me this the other day, 155 verses yes. in the New Testament yes. on the ministry of the Spirit. And it was way more verses. It was over 300 verses, and I combined a lot of them. And what we'll do is we'll make that available either through our IG or on our YouTube channel, but it's 155 activities of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament and just reading those verses, oh verse after verse after verse, it was it was just filling my soul with faith, with life. The Spirit is life. He gives yes. life. But just getting my mind around all the different ways Holy Spirit empowers, enables, moved, how He did it through the Scripture, what's promised to us now, who we are as people with the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us in the new birth, who we are as people filled with the Holy Spirit, yes. how he gives us prophecy, preaching, when we're delivered up and it's in persecution and yes. councils and people want us to, to make you know a response. Spirit of my Father. He says that he will give you the words in the moment. The Holy Spirit is the one that does that. There is so much available when we are in relationship flowing with Holy Spirit. I want to I point your attention to 2 Corinthians 3 in yeah. this session. Oh, yeah. And I just want to take some time, look at this glorious chapter, because for me, one of the, the greatest revelations of the Holy Spirit and of his ministry is found in 2 Corinthians 3, and we want to look at a lot of Paul's 
chapters. We want to look at passages in the Gospels. Yes. Go there with us, and I want to look at this. And then, Billy, just do your thing. Let's just start right here in, in, in chapter uh, 3, verse 1. And, and Paul is, again, he's constantly saying this to the Corinthians. And he's, he's saying this. He says, do we, again, begin to commend ourselves, or do we need as some others epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. And he says, clearly, you're an epistle of Christ ministered by us, uh, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ towards God, not that we're sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God who has made us sufficient, here it is, as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Yes. And then Paul is going to go from there, and he's, and he's pretty much saying, what, we're, what we've been doing in you, is it a bunch of rules? Is it just about a following a bunch of uh, uh, old uh, commandments and things like that? But actually, you're the epistle written in our hearts. Mm. And we have written things on the inside of you mm. and that we've been brought into the ministry of the new covenant. Okay. I want to just set that because then Paul is going to move into the greatest encounter in the old Testament and the yes. giving of the law. Yes. Yes. And, and, and this is really important because he's going to contrast the glory of what we've now received today mm -hmm. in light of what was given at Mount Sinai. Yeah. And let's, let's just look at this yeah, right here. Just, verse guys, I, I'm just going to say it to you. He says this. He's going to call it the ministry of death in verse 7. Yeah. Written and engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How, here's the verse 8. How will the ministry, ministry of, the of the Spirit not be more glorious? Yes. Guys, I just want to, a lot of you just go, okay, that's cool, writing down the Ten Commandments. Guys, the greatest encounter mm -hmm. in human history was God delivering a whole nation, a million out of Egypt, and bringing them through the yes. Red Sea, yes. bringing them to Mount Sinai, mm. and then God comes. It's it's the greatest. Oh, yeah. There's nothing close to it. Oh, my gosh. The Lord tells them, I want you to cleanse your clothes. I want you to stay away from your wives and be pure for three days because I'm going to, I am going to come down. It's yes. not going to be an angel. It's not going to be a, a lightning flash. He says, I am going to come down. And on the morning of that third day, Sinai is completely covered in smoke. Now, I just want you to get your mind around this. 2.2 million people yes. all camped around Mount Sinai. They are... I mean, their, their hearts are expecting something is about to happen. God says he's coming down. They've seen the Red Sea, so this is going to be big. This is going to be huge. 2.2 million people, and when they wake up on that third day, the mountain is completely covered in smoke, and there is an active experience of glory, thunder, fire, yes, and lightning, lightning thunder, exploding fire. on the top of that mountain. Now, I don't know what they thought they were going to see. They've seen the 10 plagues of yes. Egypt. But when they walk out and they see this power, this explosion, it's basically God's come down and he's brought his whole throne room with him. That's exactly him, what he did. Sitting on top of the mountain. 
and it's the atmosphere of the throne room. Now it's superimposed on a natural mountain, and the mountain is giving way. And what happens in their hearts, they are completely overwhelmed. And then I love how the text reads, because it says, and there was a sound of a trumpet. They don't mention who was blowing the trumpet. (laughs) Somebody's blowing a trumpet. The sound of this trumpet, maybe an angel, is blowing a trumpet, and it's getting louder and louder and louder. And as the trumpet gets louder, finally it says, and Moses spoke. Yes. And he went in. I mean, come on. Guys. It, it is unlike any encounter. You got the 2.2 million people watching a whole mountain quaking, shaking, lightnings, voices, trumpets, all of it exploding. Moses goes into the glory. He goes in. He goes in and is up there for 40 days receiving the Ten Commandments, receiving the giving of the law, giving of the priesthood. And while Moses is up there, and this is this this is the sin of humanity. In the delay, they end up talking Aaron into the creating of this golden calf, and God's going to send Moses back down there. Mo- God wants to kill them all. Moses says, "Don't do it." God. Moses comes down the mountain, breaks the Ten Commandments, and we have a in between time to where Moses and God are talking about God. What's our future going to look like? And he begins to cry out, saying, "Lord, you got to have mercy on us. Lord, you got to have mercy on us." Mm. And, and it was in that that the Lord says, okay, I'll have mercy. I want you to, I want you to come back up, yeah. and I'm going to descend in a cloud. Yeah. I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock, put my hand over your face, mm, mm. and walk around and declare my name to you. Yes. You're crying out for my glory, and I'm going to proclaim my name to yes. you. Yes, yes, because in the glory is the name. In yes. the name is the nature. In the nature is the glory. It's all interrelated. We're taking our time with this one because there's a, there's a dirty bomb that's coming here very soon. Okay, I need you to understand this. The Lord God, now this is just a side piece here. The Lord descends in a cloud, puts his hand over his face and walks over saying, the Lord, the Lord God, gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth. And he doesn't let him see his face because no man can see his face and live, but he lets him see his back. Jesus. Which I think is profound about God's heart and covenant with Israel and his mercy to bring them into the fullness of the promised land. That's a whole nother podcast series. Well, Moses then receives the Ten Commandments, and when he comes down, his face is shining. His face is shining bright because of his encounter. And nobody could look at him, so he had to put a veil over his face. Just get this, though. It's not just shining because it's dark out. This is the Middle East in the desert in the middle of the day. It's one of the bright—I don't know. I mean, I've been to Israel in the Middle East. It's one of the brightest experiences of the sun, like, you know, that strong noonday. It's so bright in the middle of the day in that environment— that they've got to put a veil over Moses because they can't even look at him. He's a giant floodlight of glory coming off of this guy. And guys, this is what I need you to get for this whole season. Paul is going to pull on the greatest encounter of a man's encountering glory. And he's going to say that covenant that brought death, that brought, that brought death, that brought condemnation, It was glorious. It was profound. It was majestic. But it's nothing compared to the exceeding glory 
of the ministry of the Spirit exactly. that has now been given to us now in the new covenant. He calls it, he says that the old covenant in comparison, in comparison to what we have now by the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, he called the old covenant the ministry of condemnation. And he literally goes and says, it had no glory. So, in respect. Yeah, compared. So everything we've just described to you, I mean, as we're even talking about this, I'm just feeling the Lord on this whole thing. But everything that we've just described to you, Paul says that whole experience of the mountain quaking, the fire, God coming down in power, God writing the Ten Commandments, and Moses getting so lit up that his face is shining brighter than the sun in the middle of the noonday, that whole experience and that whole covenant had literally no glory compared to what we have right now in the new covenant by the ministry of the Spirit. Here's what I've got to get you to get. Yes. You got to catch this. What you're carrying around right now makes what Moses had look like nothing. <laughs> it makes what the children of Israel had look like nothing. Yes. And this isn't, oh, it's for those guys that have those you know, dynamic encounters in the Spirit. No, this is for every yes. born-again yes. believer who's been born of the Spirit, who's got the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. What you have available to you right now makes that all look like nothing. This is who you are right this second. Friends, you have no idea the moment you said yes to Jesus, the moment that that miracle of the new birth happened. Sure. God took of his very glory, his very deep, and infused it and imparted it into the core of your spirit. And God took up residence on the inside of you. The surpassing glory of the new covenant, it's not just light shining on the face of a man. It's light shining in the core of your spirit. And to where that glory was fading, and it slowly faded away, this is ever increasing. This is ever growing. And Paul is going to keep hitting at this, hitting at this. I just need you to see this. Look at these phrases. He says this, verse 10. He says, even what was made glorious. You're about to hear the word glory a whole bunch of times. Even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Much more <laughs> glorious. Unlike, look at verse 13. Therefore, we're using great boldness of speech. We got confidence. Unlike Moses, who had to put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. And he says, the veil still remains. Wherever Christ has not been revealed, the veil is still remained. And now Paul is going to, I say 16 through 18, maybe the three of the most important verses Mm, mm. for a New Testament believer. He says this, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Verse 18, but we all, we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. On the inside of you, God crafted your spirit 
You are a spirit. You live in a body. You have a soul. Yes. And he made your spirit. It's the most dynamic to me. It's the most dynamic creation in the entire created order. Totally the human spirit. I totally agree. Because the human spirit is able to hold the person of God within it. There's, I mean, you're talking about the power of a billion suns times a billion to the billionth power, and we're still not even scratching the surface because he's infinite. Your spirit is able to hold the person of God within it without being obliterated, without it destroying you. Now, just get your mind around this. Moses said, God, show me your glory. He goes, if you see my glory, you will die. Your flesh cannot handle looking into the glory of God. But in the new birth, God took his glory and he put it inside of us so that our spirit is carrying the very glory of God, the very person of God in the Holy Spirit. He's inside you right now. Now, and that's why it makes what Moses experienced on the external look like nothing because what you have is eternal on the inside. It's not for a moment. It's not just a glory suntan, so to speak. It's God taking residence inside you every day of your life. When you wake up, when you go to bed, when you go to eat, when you hang out with friends, when you go to school, when you go to church, when you go to your job, you are a carrier of the glory of God. Your spirit man is carrying God. This is who you are. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy telling you that you have nothing, you can do nothing. Don't listen to that. You can do all things through Christ because you're a carrier of the glory of God. And the all things, yes, I know, in that context, it's living in, you know, prosperity or living in, you know, lack. But there is an all things available to us because we have God on the inside all things are possible to them that believe because we have God on the inside. This is who you are right now. I need you to quit listening to the enemy in your mind saying that you don't have anything. You are nothing. Your identity is in question. You have God inside hey. you. <laughs> I, I don't... Guys, I don't care whatever life looks like for you right now. I Come need on. you to know, you have, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible is very clear that you've been cleansed oh, by his oh, blood oh, and that you've become a new creation. Yes, you're that a new creation. His life is now dwelling. See, this is what happened in the beginning. Do you have any idea who you are? God creates Adam in oh, his image oh, and according oh, to his oh, likeness. Okay, in the very beginning... I, I like to see it. God's created humanity with an outward. We would represent God to the created order, but God's also created us in his likeness, which means the spirit to spirit capacity to receive, connect, flow with God. And God gave them one command. If you eat of that tree, you will die. Now, they did not immediately die. What died was their spirit. Yes. The spirit of God left and they were ran by their soul. Okay. And we have so much of modern Christianity is being led by the soul and not by the spirit. 
That was what died the moment that they ate of the forbidden fruit. The glory of the new covenant is that which was dead. Your spirit now vacant. Now God infused his spirit into your spirit. And you've become the tabernacle, the yes. temple of God himself. Yes. Friends, I want you to know this revelation will cure your loneliness. Yes. This revelation will cure your rejection. Absolutely. This revelation will cure your inferiority complex. Yes. It will, in, it will come against the lies and the accusation, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the Lord, I need you to begin to take this week after listening to this uh, session, and I want you to walk around saying, now the Lord is the Spirit. Yes. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Yes. That's, I appreciate the dancing, how we've used that for dancing and for extravagance and worship, <laughs> but it's not primarily about no, dancing longer in worship. It's about the liberation from within yes. of the law of sin and death. Yes. That you're liberated to live alive in God, to commune with God, to receive from God. Yes. You're not bound. You're not behind the veil anymore. You're not stuck in sin and habits. And here's the thing. I think so many people, they get born again, and then they hope that they're going to someday get to a place where I'm really led by the Spirit someday, get to a place where God's really there inside me if I could just work hard enough, and that is trying to be perfected in the flesh. Do you understand, when you said yes to Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, came inside your spirit, and what happened on the inside of you is nothing short of a nuclear Yes explosion you need to thank god you didn't blow up in your sleep last night because what you're carrying is so transcendent it's so beyond anything in this realm in this zone you're carrying god you didn't earn that no. you don't attain to that by trying harder or reading more bible verses now when we read the word the spirit is on the word he rides on the word it gets us in touch with holy spirit inside of us but you already have Holy Spirit in your spirit because of the new birth. Yes. This is the ministry of the Spirit that every believer together, yes. we're walking around as carriers of the Holy Spirit, and then we are being built together yes. as a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, which is what Paul would say. We are so dangerous. <laughs> Because the liberty that we have is that we're not bound by sin anymore. We're not bound by the law anymore. We've been delivered, and we live in freedom now. Listen, freedom isn't, oh, pastor shut the worship down yeah. five minutes earlier than he should have. There was a flow, and he brought... You know, that's not the liberty he's talking about. So many people want to blame their excessiveness on Holy Spirit. Yes. That's not the point. It's having a liberty in your soul. Liberty. Freedom in your soul. And Holy Spirit sets you free to choose God. Before you were enslaved to sin, now you are free. You can choose Jesus. You can say no to the devil. You can experience ascendancy over your flesh. You can resist the enemy. And you are a walking time bomb of power that God wants to release in the earth. This is who we are in the ministry of the Spirit. And there's liberty for us. There's freedom for us. 
The Lord is the Spirit. And so now the Lord. in that moment, you go, well, is it Holy Spirit or is it Jesus or is it the Father? And the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> it's the Father and Jesus making their home in us by the Holy Spirit. And this is how we live every day of our lives. Friends, this is the thing. This is why we, <laughs> we read the word, because I, there was an old movie. I think it was Shawshank Redemption. Morgan Freeman had been in prison his whole life, and he gets paroled at the end of his life. And he runs into something. So he gets free for the first time, and he realizes, I don't know how to live free. Mm. So he commits a crime to go back to prison. Because so many Christians, we've been liberated, but we actually feel freer and safer in our bondage. In our bondage. We live, we actually have built constructs to where we live safer in our little addictions and in our vices and in our places to run because of the overwhelming glorious revelation of freedom is too much to bear. Mm. We don't know how to walk in it. We read the word to get our minds renewed so that we can approve the perfect will of God oh, and yeah, walk in so it. Good. That's why we wash ourselves in the word of God, because we're getting our bank statement read back to us and breaking unbelief that gets us to keep running back to our old vices Jesus. and prisons that we've lived in so long. Friends, you are liberated from the law of sin and death. Mm. You are free. I, I love to think about laws. The law of gravity says that if I jump up, I'm going down. And that's true all the time until a greater law has yes. been introduced. Friends, the law of the spirit of life is the law of aerodynamics. We now <laughs> soar in a place of freedom and of liberty and of glory, not encumbered by anything. God designed you in such a way that you would not be a slave to anything but God That's himself. exactly it. This is in the new creation identity and we have got to recover this yes. for the church to begin to move into coming glory, power, yes. shaking, all of that. Yes. You are not the product of your parents' sins. Yes. You are not the product of the, that person's words over you, that leader, that parent who said you'll never amount to nothing. You don't count. You're a mistake. You're not the product of that. In Christ, you are a new creation by the Spirit on the inside of you, and there is a liberty and a glory available for you now. now. It's yours. Now the it's Lord who the you are right now. And getting this word in your heart and in your mind to offset those lies and those strongholds that have tried to take your mind so you can operate in the power and the freedom of the Spirit. I just got to say, like, the sense of liberty that I feel because Holy Spirit has set me free from sin, yes. from my bondages, from my habits. He set me free from the specter of the words, curses that were spoken yes. over me. I don't have to be anything. All I've got to be is his son. I, I, I am free on the inside, and it moves all the way through my being. That freedom is my, it's maybe my favorite <laughs> yes. thing. Yes. Because I don't have to be bound anymore. 
And I remember what it was like when I was enslaved to sin and when I was enslaved to everybody's opinion and enslaved to the word curses spoken over me. And I could have never made it past those words. And I'm telling you, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And you can be free. You are free right now coming into your identity as a new creation, experiencing this greater glory. We didn't even get to the beholding. We didn't. As, we have to do it next. Yeah, we have to yeah, do it next. We're gonna do, we're gonna session. stay on this. <laughs> anyway, guys, we love you. <laughs> I would take your time with this one, Lord. We bless you. We pray just fresh washing. The strongholds break. The lies crack. Everything just be obliterated as the revelation that now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And we speak freedom over you in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We pray this episode blessed you. If so, feel free to leave a good rating. We are so excited to announce our new Gripped podcast merch. To shop online, you can go to shop.grippedpodcast.com. And as always, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. Bless you.